You're listening to the Beatbox and Beef Frank Show, our final conference preview for college football. We're taking a look at the SEC um, with all of the turmoil that's going on right now in the Big Ten, back to pretty much being the undisputed standard bearer for the sport. There was an all-SEC title game last year, Alabama-Georgia. Both teams look to be very good again. I think one of them will be taking home the SEC title. Yeah, it's got to be Bama again. I mean, it's 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 dumb because it's so easy to pick them. But I think I actually think it's a rematch. I think it's Alabama-Georgia yet again. Georgia has so much freaking talent all over their team, but especially on offense. Jake Fromm's back. Justin Fields is the top quarterback in the country. Terry Goodwin, Hardman, Robertson are all five stars. Ridley, Holloman, Jackson, Bush, Landers, and Simmons are all four-star receivers. DeAndre Swift is going to be ridiculous. Zamir White, James Cook, Elijah Holyfield, and they've got two five-star tight ends. So pretty much their entire offense is littered with top talent and Obviously, you can say the same thing about Alabama, but we haven't seen it utilized like I think Georgia's going to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, I really don't see any other end game other than an Alabama Georgia rematch. I mean, I, I think Georgia just steamrolled the, the rest of the SEC East. Although there will be some improved teams within those ranks, like you just went through. Georgia is so insanely talented that it probably won't end up mattering. And the crazy thing is, um, like you said about Clemson when we did the ACC preview, is that, I mean, there's not necessarily a clear-cut quarterback for either of these teams, and Mm -hmm. it's really not going to matter. Yeah, I mean, in terms of – I'll start with Alabama. In terms of Alabama, you know what you're getting with Jalen Hurts. He is one of the best ball-control quarterbacks in the history of college football. He runs an offense. He can, you know, melt a clock, but also move the ball down the field. He's not going to be that home run hitter like Tua will be if you need it. Tua's got the arm talent. He is, you know, he he can do it with his legs a little bit, but he really stretches the field and open things up. Honestly, if you're Nick Saban, you kind of want to keep them both on the leash as long as you can and see really when you can get away with uh, not naming a starter. Let them both play as much as possible, but I, I don't know where they're going to go with that one. I, I, I think they got to go Tua, but I like Jalen Hurts a lot. Georgia, Jake Fromm, I mean, you can't ask for any better than Jake Fromm did as a true freshman last year. Easton gets hurt, he comes in, wins a game at Notre Dame, and then proceeds to roll through the rest of the schedule, win the SEC, and lose in the national championship game on one of the best comebacks we've seen in college football. It's tough to see a guy do that and then think that he's not going to be the starter this season. Yeah, and I mean, I had, I don't know if I already said this, but let's get out of the way, Alabama. This is my pick to win the SEC, but mm-hmm. going back to the Jake Crump situation, that's kind of the problem with you know life at an elite football program. Yeah. You can be an electric five-star guy coming as a freshman, have a great season. Well, guess what? There's going to be arguably an even higher-rated guy coming in next year and the year after that and the year after that. 
and they're always going to be challenging you. You you would certainly think that Jake Fromm is uh, entrenched as a starter, has certainly earned the right to be uh, with what he did last season. But, I mean, like... Look at Jacob Eason. I mean, Eason seemed to be completely locked in at starter after his freshman year. Yeah. But, I mean, there's, you, you never know what's going to happen in terms of injuries. Um, I mean, if that happens, then by default, Fields would get his chance to mm-hmm. to show what he can do in, in live game situations. But, I mean, I, I think at a, a certain point, like, the the challenge is really going to come. I don't think a guy like Fields is going to go to Georgia expecting to sit for, you know, two or three seasons. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's, those are, those are the two really, uh, intriguing storylines I have for, for the conference, just looking at those, uh, quarterback battles for two teams that really don't need another embarrassment of riches. Um, but I mean, that's what they have. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll go dark horse real quick and then, uh, get to the, the last of the headlines that I wanted to look at, but, who are you looking at as a dark horse team, maybe a little under the radar up and coming that, that could, I don't think anyone's going to unseat either of these teams, but can make it interesting. I think uh, Mississippi state is going to continue to, mm-hmm. I mean, for them overachieve Dan Mullen did a phenomenal job of making them competitive in arguably the toughest division in all of college football. He's now over to Florida, bringing in Joe Moorhead from Penn state. Um, he's a very, very fun offensive mind, and he's going to keep that rolling. And Nick Fitzgerald, probably the best dual-threat quarterback in the conference, um, one of the better ones in America. Um, and they actually have a, a pretty strong defense as well. The defensive yeah. line is, I mean, up there with any in the SEC, and that's always a strength within the conference. Um, Montez Sweat, Jeffrey Simmons, going to give – Opposing quarterbacks a lot of trouble, and I mean I think Mississippi State can be right there with, you know Auburn. Probably beat LSU again um, and challenge Alabama um, right in that SEC West. Yeah, I also had Mississippi State. Sixteen starters are coming back. The defense is going to be really good, and uh, Nick Fitzgerald obviously was great last season. If he can, you know, bounce back from that injury, he'll be. Uh, fine, and that'll obviously help them out a great deal. Another team, though, to look at is South Carolina. Will Muschamp might actually score some points this year. Their defense is going to be outstanding as usual, but the offense is supposed to be, supposed to be, I will say again, emphasize it, uh, more up-tempo. I don't know what that means exactly, but we can hopefully expect some points out of South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, uh, Diva Samuel is one of my players to watch. Um, pretty much as dynamic, electric, whatever word you want to use, uh, player in the SEC, in the country that you will see. Um, my, my first South Carolina game I watched last year was against Kentucky, I want to say. They, they highlighted Samuel from the jump, talked about him as a return man. They kicked it out of bounds and then first play from scrimmage during a one-yard pass, and then he just did the rest, scored a tutty, and just the, the sort of breakaway speed is uh, Hester-esque. 
Um, he's a guy who just puts the ball in his hands and he'll go nuts. And that is not something that you're used to seeing on a Will Muschamp team. Not at all. Um, but I mean, the kind of what we're talking about with Mississippi State, they're a little entrenched, but there's a lot of turnover in the coaching ranks. Um, you obviously have the teams like Tennessee, Jeremy Pruitt, Arkansas, Chad Morris, Ole Miss, technically with Matt Luke in the full-time job. Mm -hmm. No real expectations for them, but then you go over to um, Jimbo Fisher at A&M, Dan Mullen at Florida. Out of those two guys, who do you think is going to have more year one success? More year one success is Dan Mullen because Florida is just the better team in the easier division. Um, I think Florida could be the second best team in the East. They do have a ton of talent on that roster. It's just if Dan Mullen can make it work, and I think he's a good enough coach to do that. I think the problem with A&M, again, is kind of what the Kevin Sumlin issue was. He had so much success so early that expectations just got raised to an astronomical level that he couldn't keep up with. I think the expectations are already there with Jimbo Fisher, and he hasn't even coached a game. I think they're going to be right around 500 this year, but I obviously I think he's a good enough coach to get them above that and you know into contention in the SEC West. But it's it's going to be hard to tell people you know preach patience when these people have seen so much good talent come in and out of the program and just nothing being done with it. Yeah, and I mean the the real challenge for Mullen at Florida is going to be revamping the offense, um, something he was able to successfully do at Mississippi State, but I mean, year one, they they could just continue to have the same issue of no real quarterback play. Yeah. I know what you're getting at this point with Felipe Franks, and it's it's not going to get the job done. I don't know if anybody else on the roster is going to be good enough to unseat him, but they are having a bit of a competition right now. Um, I think... There's going to be a pressure on both, but I, I almost think more pressure is going to be on Jimbo Fisher from the start just because of right. how rabid and cult-like that fan base is. And they're paying I mean, him like crazy, too. Yeah, that's something where he he absolutely knows what he's getting into. Yeah. Um, so he's going to be stealing that from the start. But, again, you're, you're right. I, I think Florida is a better situation right now, like, the biggest thing is just the virtue of the division that they happen to play in. Um, I mean, Hem's going to go through those four teams, Bama, Auburn, LSU, Mississippi State, probably going to be four losses right there. Mm-hmm. To say nothing of what they're going to go through their schedule. Um, and Florida could become the, the second-best team in the SECs, but I, I do think like Georgia is just so incredibly good that it's going to just overshadow a lot of improvement for right. the other teams. Like you mentioned, South Carolina, Missouri, another team that will probably be relevant once again. Drew Locke drew 44 touchdowns last year. Yeah. That offense is going to be pretty damn good once again. Um, kind of going against the grain a little bit from what an SEC team is expected to be because the defense could be pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, the SEC East should be um, a little better. But 
yeah, in terms of Mullen versus Fisher, I don't know. It uh, it might not be a great season for either, just based on how high fans' expectations probably are. Yeah, it's it's tough, but I mean that's that's why you take the big job. You want the expectations. You want to make the things happen and win big games. Yes, you are. You're not incorrect. Um, <laughs> the the other the other storyline I had um, is LSU going to have a quarterback? Is uh, Joe Burrow the answer? No, I don't. I don't know nearly enough, but I can tell you he's an LSU quarterback. So it's not. He's not a. He's not the quarterback they need. I mean, I'm very inclined to agree with you. Like this, this just to me reeks so much of the hype kind of leading into Zach Mettenberger. And I, I just want to point out yet again how out in front of that I was about <laughs> how trash he was and just consistent, consistent, uh, sad bugs like at the, the top of CBS broadcast just popping down from the scoreboard to show that he was like nine for 17 for 85 yards in the pick. Like that's, that's kind of what I worry bro could turn into. He's like, again, this is a fan base that, and like program that was excited about Danny Etling. Yeah. And like, that's, that's not, that's not a good standard. That's Stockholm syndrome stuff. To have for quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, I can I can certainly understand why they're getting excited about a guy transferring from Ohio State, former, very highly rated recruit. But I mean, I'll I'll believe it when I can see someone actually put it together and be a good quarterback for LSU. Because has to say it's been a while is an understatement. Yeah, and I mean, this is what's going to happen. They're going to win a couple. They'll they'll stay close with Auburn. They'll beat Florida, and then going into the Georgia game, people are like, you know what? It's a different year. We got a real quarterback this time. Burrow looks great, and then he's going to get destroyed by Georgia, and then they're like, ah, oh, fuck, we're back here again. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll see. I'm sure they'll uh, they're hosting Alabama this year, um, first weekend in November. So that's going to traditionally be a uh, we played them close, but ten point loss. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It's uh, I'm kind of kind of in a tricky position with with LSU because I would like to see Coachero succeed, but a part of me does want to see him get back in the interim coach game somewhere. Uh, it's yeah, it's really a really fine line to balance, but that's life. That's life. He's a college LSU, football fan. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Going into it at LSU, you know, the, the deck's kind of stacked against you in terms of having a competent quarterback. So, I mean, if Joe Burrow turns into one, I would be the most surprised person in the world. So, yeah. That's, that's kind of where my expectations are at on that. I, I'm with you on that one. Stunningly, we agree. Yeah. No, that's never happened before. Nope. Um, yeah, the, the only thing he had to say about the SEC is uh, it has been pretty much not just straight downhill, but a, a fall off a cliff since Vanderbilt said they wanted Bama. Mm, yes. <laughs> Lost 59 nothing in that game, just dropped like a stone last year, probably going to finish last 
in the SEC East this year. Um, never want to talk about another man's job. Not once. If I work, uh, Derek Mason's might not be very safe. I don't um, think so. So that is, yeah, it's another thing to keep an eye on. They, uh, they would very much like to have James Franklin back. You can safely say. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else in the SEC you wanted to touch on? No, we we hit everything I needed to say. All right, so that is uh, that is the last of our Power Five conference previews. The college football season uh, just about to kick off, which we're both very excited for. Uh, we are going to start doing our weekly show again, uh, season three of the podcast, which we're both very excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, your football and basketball season. Uh, any last words? That's it. I'm excited for football.